Did you know that Kenya has a high burden of mental illness due to ill health, psychosocial disability, and premature mortality? Well, do you want to do something about it? Hey guys, my name is Lemeria Kare. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Into Sanity, the podcast where we talk about mental health, mental illness and everything in between. I'm not a specialist or anything of the sort. I'm just a girl who believes with proper research and information, our minds require more attention than we are giving it. Today's quote, increasing the strength of our minds is the only way to reduce the difficulty of life. Now this is our second episode and today we will walk through some of the ways we can look after our mental health and achieve well-being. There are very many simple ways to look after your mental health on a daily basis and I know that we are all different because what works for one of us may not work for another but there are little things you can do on a daily basis which may actually help number one do things with others basically give yourself to others spending time with family or friends meeting new people getting involved in activities can make a huge difference on how you feel number two do something creative activities or hobbies can keep you distracted that can have a positive impact on your sense of mental health and well-being and at the same time that can also increase your confidence and your self-esteem it could be something like playing an instrument gardening cooking painting i personally love writing and that really helps me a lot number 3 invest time in relationships connecting with people and investing in good relationships that is very important for your mental health get in touch with people who you trust or feel good around give them a call send them a message organize a catch up whatever it is just make sure you connect with people who have the right and good influence whatever relationships you're going to invest your time in let it be in the right way number 4 focus on your strengths Value yourself no matter what. Having positive thoughts can help you feel better. It does not matter what anyone says. You know who you are. Focus on what you know is your strength because your strength can be my weakness. So, if you're good at whatever it is that you're good at, focus on that and let people talk. Let people, you know, do whatever it is that they want to do, whatever it is just do you be you value yourself no matter what and you will feel better number 5 take time out when you relax you give yourself permission to let go of worries for a while and relaxing gives your mind and your body time to recover from the stresses of everyday life you know you can try some relaxation apps whatever it is just please take time out you know yourself better and you know what taking time out means for you and is to you. Number 6. Seek help when you need it. If you need it, please seek help. Seeking help is a sign of strength and not a weakness because I know most times we tend to think to ourselves, what if they know I'm seeking help? What if I look like I am weak and shallow? A lot of thoughts go through our heads at that moment, but please, it is important to know that you come first no matter what. You matter. 
when you are good, then everyone around you gets to enjoy the best version of you. Most times than not, we often neglect our mental health needs. But why do we do that? Even in today's advanced world, many of us are often reluctant or unable to address our mental health needs. And I know this can stem from a variety of reasons. One of them being in some societies, mental and emotional issues are seen as less legitimate than physical issues. They're basically seen as a sign of weakness or somehow being your own fault, which is very sad. No one is supposed to think that. And at the same time, some people mistakenly see mental health problems as something we should know how to snap out of. Men especially, you know, would often rather bottle up their feelings than seek help. And I'm sure many of us can relate to that. Because it's like I said in the first episode of the podcast, I grew up knowing the men should be strong, shouldn't cry, and should carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. Which is a societal issue. You know, we shouldn't put pressure on a specific gender to perform, to be a specific way. We're all different and times keep changing and so should, you know, we keep up with the times as well. What worked 20 years ago is not what is working today. Times change. And in our fast-paced world, we are obsessed with seeking quick, simple answers to complex problems. You know, we look for connection with others by compulsively checking social media platforms instead of reaching out to people in the real world. And when we want to boost our mood or ease depression, we'd rather pop a pill, you know, rather than tackling the underlying issues. And most of us think that if they do seek help for mental and emotional problems, the only treatment options available are maybe medication or therapy. The truth is that whatever your issues, there are steps you can take to improve the way you feel and experience greater mental and emotional well-being and you can start it today it is never too late there's nothing too big or too small that shouldn't and couldn't be addressed so if i may ask what do you think is good mental health what is good mental health according to you well according to me good mental health is more than just the absence of having a mental illness it's not all about having the depression the anxiety it means you are in a state of well-being when you can cope with the normal stresses of life when you can work productively when you can realize your potential when you can contribute to the community that is good mental health. Having the sense of contentment and the zest for living, living with the ability to laugh out loud, lol, right? And just have fun. Having good mental health is the ability to deal with stress and bounce back from adversity. Having that sense of meaning and purpose in your activities and your relationships being flexible to learn new skills and adapt to change it is finding that balance between work play rest and every other activity in your life having good mental health is the ability to build and maintain fulfilling relationships from personal to family and community and gain self-confidence as well as a high self-esteem <laughs> but then again not too high 
it becomes a superiority complex. When you have good mental health, you have emotions including happiness, love, joy and compassion and you just generally feel satisfied with life. You're also likely to feel like you belong to a community and that you're making a contribution to society and at the end of the day that is what matters in life, right? Being part of something. You might also have a sense of spiritual well-being and feelings of peace which at the end of the day it is all we all want and need in our lives. Now let me ask when it comes to mental health and having a general well-being, you know, that feel-good moment in your system, what is the difference? What is the difference between mental health and well-being? Do they have a relationship? Do they correlate to each other? Now, I asked a friend of mine, what does me feeling good about my day have to do with my mental health? She described mental well-being as a broad sense of self and having that ability to live as close as possible to the way we want. Now, mental health, by contrast, is just defined in terms of specific signs and symptoms that cause that significant and persistent emotional distress. I'll say that again. Mental health is defined in terms of the specific signs and symptoms that cause that significant and persistent emotional distress. If you experience low mental well-being over a long period of time, you are more likely to develop a mental health problem. And if you already have a mental health problem, you're more likely to experience periods of low mental well-being. Get the difference? Let me say that again. If you experience low mental well-being over a long period of time, you are more likely to develop a mental health problem. And if you already have a mental health problem, you are more likely to experience periods of low mental well-being. So your well-being is connected to your mental health. And at the same time, your mental health is connected to your well-being. They both go hand in hand. You cannot have one without the other. Basically, your general well-being affects your mental health. And your mental health affects your general well-being. That's how it works. And you cannot escape that. So it's important to have both in control. Now this is a story from Catherine, a friend of mine, and she told me that growing up mental health was not something that was talked about in her family, which is something most of us can relate to. Now she would never bring up depression or her mental health because she felt like all she had to do was go to school and get good grades. So when she couldn't eat or sleep from having anxiety, she did not know how to articulate how she felt. Growing up in her African household, they would not bring up feelings of discomfort or depression. That was basically a mindset that she was conditioned to believe when it came to mental health issues. She was always told to be strong 
and to never show weakness even when you're experiencing hardships. Her first panic attack was in college. She was a freshman getting ready for her finals and she was part of a program that was designed to help students during the transition from high school to college. Now this program cared more about passing grades and external factors than the pressure and the stresses that would come with the transition and changing expectations. So she tried to talk to her mentor about what she was feeling during this time. But those feelings were brushed over so many times. And again, she felt the outside pressure to ignore and compartmentalize her feelings while focusing on her academic performance. After several nights of studying for her math final, she broke down crying on her bedroom floor. The stress and anxiety had culminated to a point that she did not understand what it is that she was feeling and why she felt it. She felt like she could not continue and that she was a disappointment to the program. Even worse, allowing herself to grieve and give in to her negative feelings made her feel like she was a disappointment to her family because normally that is not something they were allowed to do. Now she was scared to open up and talk to her friends and her family about what was happening to her. It was so scary to show weakness because as an African, she should never be weak. But in that moment, she knew that she was truly, truly not okay. Like Catherine, I'm sure most of us can relate to her story because some of us have gone through the same experience where you're going through something but you're not allowed to talk about it because the society, your culture, your family has made it a point that you shouldn't talk about it. But it is time to change it up because guess what? This is the time we get to talk about it. We will talk about it. It's always been wonderful having you join me on this episode of Into Sanity, where you and I are the changes that we need. If you enjoyed and found it helpful and would like to support the podcast, please share it with others. You can subscribe to the podcast or leave a rating and a review. If you have any personal experience that you'd want to share with us on the podcast, you can reach out on our InterSanity WhatsApp number 0729-623-809. Make sure to join me next week on another beautiful and inspiring episode where we get to understand a little bit about the adolescent age and mental health. Let's keep the conversation going.